0: Thanks for tuning in and making Res Life a part of your day. Whether this is your first time listening or this is a part of your weekly rhythm, we are glad you're here. If you'd like to connect more throughout the week, check us out at reslife.org, download our app, or follow us on social media. It's time for today's message, so let's dive in. And, uh, I'm going to share for a few minutes tonight, and then we're going to uh, do a few things different than we normally do. But uh, before we're done, we'll have an opportunity for everybody to get prayed for. But uh, This afternoon, I sat down and just wrote down a couple of thoughts that I want to share before I'm asking a few of our guys to come up. But Acts 1038, a scripture that we often use when it comes to the subject of healing, it says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, it mentions here that Jesus is anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. Somebody said, what kind of power was it? Well, it was healing power. Right In Mark chapter 5, a woman with an issue of blood comes up behind Jesus. And the Bible says, for she heard, she heard about Jesus. And then she came up behind, and it says, for she said, if I can just touch his clothes, I shall be made well. She touched the hem of his garment, and Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? And his disciples said, well, you see the multitude thronging you. And you said, who touched me? He said, someone touched me because I perceived that power, right? Almost every translation says power. The King James says virtue, right? But it's power. Went out of me. Now the power went into the woman and she was healed. So what kind of power was it? Healing power, right? He's anointed with the Holy Ghost and power, right? Now, in spite of the fact that he's anointed with the Holy Spirit and power, he goes to his hometown of Nazareth, and this is recorded in the sixth chapter of Mark, and Jesus said, a prophet is not without honor except among his own relatives and his own house. Um, When it's interesting, Jesus is going to go on, and he's going to talk about why these people don't receive miracles, all right? And he's going to tell two stories. He's going to tell the story of Naaman, who's a foreigner, who comes and gets healed. Right? And he's going to tell the story of the widow of Seraphath, right? who receives a miracle of provision, and her son gets raised from the dead. All right? Now, the reason that Jesus said this didn't happen, there's two reasons actually, in Israel was because of first their unbelief, and secondly, a lack of honor. Now listen, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own country, among his own relatives, in his own house. And he could do no mighty work there. Now, was Jesus anointed? But he still could do no mighty work because of their unbelief. So, so it's like this, if... Well, the man with an epileptic son came to Jesus and said, Jesus, if you can help me, if you can help us, help us. And Jesus said, if you can believe. In other words, even though Jesus is anointed with healing power, if people don't believe, they aren't going to receive. You have to believe and to receive. Okay. So it says he could do no mighty work there, except he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them uh, E.W. Vine's expository dictionary brings out the facts that they had minor ailments, so like maybe a wart or a hangnail. Not much. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Not his unbelief, but their unbelief. And then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. Um, it's like the cure for unbelief is knowledge. Right? That's why Jesus went about teaching in a circuit teaching. To, to, uh, to uproot that unbelief. Now, in Mark's gospel, again, we find another very interesting case, and I wanted to, to read this to you, in the eighth chapter, the 22nd verse. It says, then he came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. Now, Jesus actually uh, condemns Bethsaida. He says, you know, there's, there's so much that has been done in you, He said, and and you just haven't believed. He said, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for you, right? So he he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town, right? Now, the reason he led him out of town was to get him away from a place of unbelief, right? And then he spat in his eyes and he put his hands on him and he asked if he could see anything. This is very important, right? So Jesus never prays for this man, not one time, right? He spat in his eye and he put his hand on him, right? Now, why did he put his hand on him? Well, to transfer that healing power, right? So he took the blind man by the hand, led him out of time, spat in his eyes, put his hands on him and asked if he could see anything. He looked and he up and he said, I see men like trees walking. And he put his hands on him again. Didn't pray. Put his hands on him again. All right? And made him look up. And he was restored. And he saw everyone clearly. And he sent him away to his house saying, neither go into the town nor tell anybody in the town. All right? He says, don't go to that place where they're going to tell you you didn't get healed, that it's going to come back, that this isn't good, this, that's a bunch of baloney, He says, you stay away from that, right? You you need to be surrounded by people that believe, that are going to encourage you in what you believe, right? But I want you to notice that Jesus never prayed. He simply ministered with the anointing that God had anointed him with, right? And again, that's the same anointing. The woman with the issue of blood touched Jesus, right? And that anointing came out. Now, here's the interesting thing. Jesus didn't even know who it was. Right, but her faith pulled that anointing out. Right, when he turned around and said, "Who t- he touched, Who touched me?" It was not a rhetorical question. He did not know who had touched him. Right? So often we have the idea that we pray, and God's got this list of prayers in heaven, right? And He looks at this one and goes, "Oh, I'll, yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no." No, 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 right? And we think like he's, honestly, there are spiritual laws that when those laws go into effect, when a person moves in faith, the power of God will minister to that person. Now, there's different ways that God heals, right? There's a minimum of seven different New Testament ways that God heals, And I want to talk to you just a little bit and I'm going to have a couple guys come up here and we're going to, uh, they're going to minister in just a couple minutes. Now it says in 1 Corinthians 12, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. All right. So when a person is used by God, it's not for their benefit. All right. It's for the benefit of the body of Christ. All right each one for the profit of all. Now, notice the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. Everybody has a way. One of There's nine gifts of the Spirit, and there's a minimum of one of those gifts that has been given to each one of us. All right? For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. Now, by the way, word of wisdom, you would probably call it prophecy, but it's when God shows you something that is going to take place. That is the word of God's wisdom, all right? And to another, the word of knowledge, all right? Now when the word of knowledge is in operation, God gives you a word about something that has taken place in the past or is happening right now, all right? But I want you to notice, it's the word. God does not give you the encyclopedia of knowledge. All right? He gives you a word of knowledge. For example, God says to Samuel, he says, I want you to go to Bethlehem and I want you to anoint for me one of the sons of Jesse. Now, when he gets there, the oldest one comes by and he thinks, oh, this is the one. But no, that's not the one. And then the next comes by and the next and the next and the next and the next and the next. God didn't tell him which one. He just said one of the sons. All right. Um, so when it comes to the word, somebody might say, well, there's someone here who has this. And you're like, well, why doesn't God just tell him who it is? Well, because it's a word of knowledge. Right? God doesn't tell you everything about something, but he just gives you a word. right? In the word of wisdom, God doesn't tell you everything, but he does show you something. Right? Just a piece. A word of knowledge through the same spirit. Just, there's different gifts, but it's the same Holy Spirit to another faith, and it's really special faith, right? Um, and then it says, to another gifts of healing, it's to another working of miracles. So when the gift of faith is in operation, a person is literally, how can we say this? You receive it, but you're not active. Daniel is thrown in the lion's den, right? The gift of faith is in operation, and he stays in that lion's den Never touches a lion. A lion never touches him. Now, if we had put Samson in the lion's den, right? Samson had the working of miracles. They would have been selling lion burgers in the morning, very inexpensively. Right. So it's different gifts that operate different. Right. But the, you get the same result. It's protection in that case. It was protection. Right. But now the one that I really wanted to mention today was the gifts of healings, all right? Both gifts and healings are plural, all right? So there is not one gift of healing. There are gifts, multiple, of healings, multiple, all right? So let me just kind of give you an example of how this would function, all right? In Acts, the eighth chapter, it says, Now Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them, Now, we're told in Acts chapter 21 that Philip is an evangelist. He's a New Testament evangelist, right? And part of the the equipment of a New Testament evangelist right, is either the working of miracles or the gifts of healing. It's it's in their ministry. It comes with the office, all right? So he goes down to the city of Samaria. He preaches Christ to them. And the multitude with one accord, hearing the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits cried out with a loud voice and came out of many who were possessed. And many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. right. Now, remember, it's gifts of healings. So Philip is there. There's many people that are delivered from demon possession. All right. And many who were paralyzed and were he- and lame. Who got healed? Paralyzed? Lame. No blind people. No deaf people. No lepers. No mutes. Nobody with seizures. Who gets healed? Paralyzed and lame. All right? So when it's the gifts of healings that are in operation, all right? it will normally just be a certain one or two type of infirmities that get healed under that ministry, right? Um, When it's the anointing that's in operation, it can be completely different. It depends on the person receiving, and the anointing will work uh, on just about anything, but it's up to the person's faith. So in Acts 19, right, uh, it says, and God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, right? Now, people say, well, that's Paul. No, it doesn't say Paul did special miracles, it says God did special miracles. Right? No. It wasn't Paul, who did them? God. How I many of you know he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? But he wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. So that from his body were brought unto the sick, handkerchiefs and aprons, and the diseases departed from them, sicknesses, and the evil spirits went out of them. Right? So under that anointing, there was healing and there was deliverance. Right? But it wasn't Paul that did it. It was God that did it. Right? And uh, what God did then, God can still do today. Thanks for listening. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information, if you're in need of prayer or just want to connect with the community, go to reslife.org, follow us on social media, or email us anytime at reslife at reslife.org. We hope you have a blessed day, and we will see you again soon.